Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Seavers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. It's good to be back with you, Pastor Corey, as uh, we do yet another edition of the podcast. I was uh, talking last week with somebody who uh, does a lot of commuting, and uh, I said, hey, have you checked out our podcast? Mm. And he said, no, I haven't done that. And I said, well... I said, do you have, you know, Google? Do you have TuneIn? Do you have Apple? What do, you, what do you use? And he says, well, I've got the TuneIn app. And so right there and then we looked it up. Oh, wow. And he loaded it. He favorited it so it would show up in his list. Cool. And so hopefully, I haven't talked to him since Sunday, but hopefully he's up he, and listening to our podcast. Wow. Someone in a vehicle somewhere. Someone in a vehicle somewhere. That's yeah. awesome. And, and hopefully he shares it with a... Uh, friend or neighbor or co-worker you know maybe we should do a, a, a christmas time or advent it's advent right yes yes advent time incentive uh, to share to share the podcast like that would uh, be fun we haven't done a contest or an or, incentive yeah. in a while and we haven't done an interview in a while i think we need to do an interview we we interviewed our kids one year during that was christmas fun, season yeah. maybe it's time to bring them back yeah they're a little older a little wiser <laughs> In their own eyes. Um, Maybe yours. I I said in their own eyes. Uh, But we we could bring them back or or interview someone else. But, yeah, yeah, let's do something fun. And uh, not that this isn't fun. Oh, yeah. But something additionally fun. Yes, I agree. That could be good. Maybe we could get Kanye. (laughs) Maybe. You never know. Check his tour schedule. See if he's uh, coming through Spokane. Maybe he can make a detour. Sunday service tour. And... Also, uh, an opera called Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and uh, I I, uh, I know somebody who's been to it and said it was excellent, actually. Yeah. So anyway, where 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 is this at? I don't know where. uh, I think in some cities. Yeah. Back east, I don't think it was wide ranging, but uh, anyway, you never know. Yeah. 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 So, so, well, yeah. well uh, we, we got things locally to talk about, and that's why people listen in to see what's going on here um, in Palouse and the surrounding area and uh, to, to hear about our uh, Sunday message. So, we're going to talk about some Advent activities um, and then dive into our, our sermon scripture from Zechariah uh, chapter 9. And. Um, Talk about peace. Yeah. It's an important reality, peace, God's peace. So uh, yeah. what, what do we got going on this Advent? What's well, Advent well, anyway, Tim? Well, ad- Advent? Did we talk about that last week? I don't know if we, if we did. You know, know, it all blurs together, but it's this, um, Advent is this period of waiting and expectation and longing for um, Jesus to return. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which in our culture, in America at least, we commonly think of it as the period leading up to Jesus' birth and this right. expectation, but there's more to it than that. So it's really, it's really kind of both and uh, for us today that we, we're in this period of waiting and longing and hoping and expecting Jesus to come and to celebrate that on Christmas, but, but it's... it's uh, deeper in the sense that it's really uh, this period for us to kind of reflect and then and then look forward to his coming again yeah. as well so uh, a, a 
more traditional view of Advent, but not as often talked about in our society today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it's a, a season filled with decorations and rich foods and mm. uh, shopping. And yeah, which is kind of funny because because that's kind of funny, the antithesis. Strange, strange. Funny, strange, because that's like the antithesis of what the period is, the season right. in the church, which is more reflective or contemplative and... And uh, you you might practice fasting or um, any just anything that's not this kind of consumerist. Instead, you can find an advent calendar of cheese or an advent calendar of beer or. And it's uh, hard, right? Because I mean, it's fun stuff. It's fun stuff, and 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 we've got one of those cheese advent calendars at my house. My dog's got an advent dog treat calendar. It's It's awesome. So there's this tension in my my life. My dog is getting ready for the return of the Messiah. That's awesome. I'm so glad that Shia is, is doing Getting that. a different dog treat every every day. That's that's awesome. That's a way to test her allergies. Yeah, I guess. So <laughs> uh, it's it's really kind of this interesting time though in the church and for Christians because there's this tension between this ce- celebratory feel of Christmas and this more contemplative uh, time that Advent is supposed to be. And how do you how do you live inside of that tension in our culture? Um, and sometimes I wrestle, I, I wrestle with it, you know, yeah. a little bit. Maybe not everybody does, but I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be contemplative and, and prayerful and, and, and thinking about these deeper things and not quite celebrating yet because Christmas doesn't come until the 25th. And then it's a season after that date. Um, so I want to give due to the season, but yeah, but I like the lights and the carols and the I like all that stuff about Christmas, but... After Christmas, that stuff goes away. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, that's when it's supposed to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a detour, sorry. No, it's my not. Little Advent, we my we Advent talked about Advent. And... and so this is a, this is the Advent season, really the beginning of the, the church year. And we're our theme for this Advent is come and see what God has done. Yeah. And even that in the past tense is only partly right. It's a yeah. lyric from a song that Chris yeah. Tomlin wrote, uh, his version of Noel. Uh, but come and see what God is promise promising to do as well is important yeah, in Advent. Yeah. So, but our theme, come and see what God has done. Uh, you know, we have worship services obviously uh, throughout the month, which are a good way. As Tim's describing this tension that exists, you can kind of anchor your life in worship and in reflection by by coming to worship. Yeah. Uh, we also have um, weekly times of reflection on Thursday nights. Starting with this Thursday, that's today if you somehow hear this recording on December 5th. But December 5th, 12th and 19th, uh, down at the little Holy Trinity Chapel in Palouse. Anytime between 6 and 8 p.m. You can come for the whole time. You can come for 10 minutes and just relax in a peaceful atmosphere. Pray, contemplate, meditate, read scripture, just sit. There's no program. There's no preaching. uh, There's no singing or anything like that. It's just... You come in and uh, silently reflect, and uh, so that I was, yeah, that, I was, those are things you could anchor in your season. Yeah. In the midst of all, I mean, we're in the we're we're ambassadors sent from the kingdom of God, but we're living in this world. We're in the world, yes. but not of the world. So we've got to participate in the things around us, but they don't have to def- define us, right? The materialism yeah, yeah. of the season. 
can be something that we participate in, but we can also find ways to redeem it, you know. Um, yeah. Bless others with yeah. gifts, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was uh, thinking the other day about um, how often we complain during this season about how busy things are and how our schedules are hectic. And we love all the things, you know, because there's, there's parties and the good food and all that kind of stuff. But those are choices we make too, right? And we have choices about our time and how we spend it, and and I I'd like to think that uh, for those of you who feel that in your life, that you might choose on one of these Thursdays to take some time for yourself to to participate in this period of reflection. Uh, like you said, you know, it doesn't have to be all two hours. It's not. It's designed for you to come and go as you have time, but to try to. Uh, anchor your heart in, in in the peace of the season, and I, I was I was writing something about this the other day, uh, and I I thought this space we've created this space in our community for our community, and, and I just hope that people see it that way, and they come and they use it, um, you know, however they need it, um, because it's a beautiful space and a beautiful opportunity to kind of let go of some of that stress that we feel and to refocus our hearts on, on, on Advent and this, this season of waiting and longing and expectation and to kind of get back in our, in our heads and our hearts. What is it that we're waiting for and what are we celebrating with Christmas? That there's more, to, it's not just, you know, Santa Claus and gifts and all that kind of stuff, that there's something deeper that our hearts are really longing for and we should choose to take some time to try to recognize what that is. And, and, and so we have a space to help people out with that. Cool. Uh, that's Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if all that was too deep for you, then you can just come and chill out. Come and chill out. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, if you're going through some intense emotions and just need a place to sort them out, you can come and just relax and, and be quiet in, in, in the presence of God. Um, so that's going on and I encourage you to uh, anchor your life in in worship and in the reflection times but also joyful uh, singing is part of the season caroling, we have caroling this Sunday uh, this Sunday evening 5pm and then a chili and cornbread dinner that starts around 6pm so if if you like to sing, come, you don't have to have a great voice Uh, it doesn't matter, just come and Sing. If you don't like singing, you just hang out and have the chili and cornbread. Uh, but that's this Sunday night, December 8th, 5 p.m. for caroling, 6 p.m. for dinner. Uh, Tina and I host a open house uh, at our house, and it's on December 15th uh, at 1015. Uh, you can really come between any time, 10 and 11. It's just an hour, but uh, lots of goodies. Uh, come to our home at 620 North Mary. And we'd love to love to have you. The, the next thing, same date is December 15th, is our children's Christmas program. That's also a Sunday evening. Sunday Christmas evening. program is December 15th at 6 p.m. That's a lot of fun. Uh, we max out the cuteness. We <laughs> yes. don't really do we, it. Not us, uh, but the Tim kids. Tim and I are emceeing it this year. Yeah, that's going to be We exciting. haven't developed our costume yet. Um, I'm sure there's something. I've heard something about Tim wearing lights in his beard. I don't know if that's going to happen at the program. No? Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, That seems like a fire hazard, especially as much as your beard is growing. 
I know. It's, Some of it looks burnt already. Hey, hey that's, that's, uh, it looks like ashes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the Christmas program, you, you'll hear the Christmas, the true Christmas story and see a lot of cuteness and hear some good music probably from adults. I think my son is singing, Danny, uh, but I think others are singing too. Yeah. So that's December 15th, uh, 6 p.m. Yeah. There's cookies and veggies afterwards. Yes, yes. Healthy snacks and unhealthy and snacks. And unhealthy snacks. Yes. yes. So, yeah. It's uh, going to be great. And then, of course, Christmas Eve services on December 24th this year. That's, uh, that's so interesting. Yeah, we do one at Bishop Place at one thirty. We do two in the evening here at 7 and 11 p.m. You know, lots of stuff you could do for Advent to, to create that space, as Tim has been talking about, to uh, or find that space in yourself where you are longing uh, for our Savior to return. And, yeah. uh, I find that I need to physically make space, so I've been trying this decluttering thing of finding things that I have that I don't use that are still in good shape, uh, clothes, books, other things that could bless others, yeah. uh, whether it's a thrift store or uh, other individuals, and do some decluttering during Advent. Uh, we do a lot of adding this time of year, adding pounds, mm, adding, adding stuff, gifts yeah. and things, uh, and that's fine in appropriate ways, but uh, there's plenty of opportunity to bless others by decluttering. Now, I'm not saying give people your junk. Yeah, you that's know, not good. But yeah. if there's something you have that you don't use that could bless somebody else... Uh, Release it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, John says that if you see somebody has a need and you have it and you don't give it then how can the love of God be in you? Oh, Bam! Yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah. Uh, we should move on, because oh, that was too convicting. Yeah. That's I think I was good. quoting scripture there. Yeah. 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 Or paraphrasing. That's paraphrasing. Uh, yeah, that's... We're going to talk about peace, which we already yeah. started talking about, really. Yeah. Uh, the peace that God gives, and that's our Advent word of the week this week. Uh, it's our sermon theme. Uh, how do we have peace in this world of trouble? Is that right? So, yeah. 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 Where? Yeah. Or where, where do we find where peace? Is, where is peace? Yeah. Where do we find peace in this world of trouble? And I just want to read our scripture is from Zechariah chapter nine. It's two books before the New Testament. Zechariah nine, nine and ten. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout a excuse me. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you. Sounds like Advent, right? Yes, king yes. Your king is coming to you. Righteous and salvation is is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot of Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem. And the battle bow shall be cut off. And he shall speak peace to the nations. Mm. He His rule shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Um, so, we believe in the Prince of Peace who has promised to come to us, and this is one of these prophecies about the Messiah, that he's, he's going to come and speak uh, peace to the, the nations, and we're anticipating the return of Christ, uh, where every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that that he's the Lord. Um, but we've got some cool and maybe confusing imagery here and language. Uh, uh, we have this king coming who 
is righteous and has salvation, but he's coming humble and mounted on a donkey. Yeah. Yeah. A beast of burden, but not a beast of war, typically. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, so we have, uh, yeah, this king and a force, you know, that's the king is sovereign and, and, and certainly a force to be reckoned with, and yet he's coming not on a, his war horse and his chariots, but in this hum, humble manner. And so there's this tension between, there's a, there's a tension there between what the world thinks of a king and, and the king who really is coming. Um, and we have to, you know, what do we do with that? Yeah. Yeah, he is different than than what the world expects. I guess the world expects, when it thinks of peace, we think of peace treaties. Like we have sure, to almost... That comes as, after a war. Yeah, we have, have to, to enforce peace yeah. in a way. Like we have to fight a battle and then we have to make an agreement. And But God's kingdom or God's king, the son of God, comes in and he brings peace by his very, his very presence, presence, by his yeah. righteousness. His and And peace... By God's definition, by the biblical word, shalom is is different than just a, uh, a cessation of conflict or an enforced peace treaty or, you know, you and the wife aren't fighting anymore, therefore you have peace. Right, because it's, it's, it's more about different. the sense of wholeness, it is than wholeness. and restoration. Yeah. And yeah. Um, this is a side note, but there's a really great video by the Bible Project on shalom. Yes, that people should. We check should have out showed if, that at Bible study. If, um, you're, that is good. Shalom, um, the Bible project. Yeah, Google it. Yeah, not yeah. while you're driving. Yeah, <laughs> to that guy who's listening to this. Yes, yes, but yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Find the Bible project and look for the video on. They Shalom, do and awesome, it's a really good, awesome videos. Not super yeah. long, but yeah. teach you biblical concepts. They have. I watched the Bible project video on Zechariah to have some background. Oh, yeah. Um, of this book, but yeah, uh, that's that's a good resource. Uh, so uh, this wholeness, shalom, uh, uh, we're broken and we need God's help or God's grace, we could call it, uh, to restore us to right relationship with Him, and kind of put us back together. You know, uh, I think this is this. I I think maybe at the very root of all of the. Um, all of the frustration and anger and hurt and brokenness that we have is really this longing for shalom. Yeah. If that may, I don't know if I said that quite right, but that, that this is really the root of so much of our dissatisfaction with life is that all that stuff we, is symptoms of the problem. We, of our, yeah, yeah. 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 The, and even the conflicts that we, the war or the violence, the violence that we have between nations, but the violence within families and communities, uh, that's a symptom of this this brokenness we have inside ourselves as individuals, as mm. groups of people, the brokenness that we have with God. And, and God is saying in prophecies like Zechariah, I'm going to send a, a repairer, a restorer, a redeemer um, who's going to come in and speak true peace, mm. proclaim, as proclaim, one translation yeah. has it, proclaim, um, proclaim true peace to to the nations, um, and uh, and it's going to be from sea to sea, you know, and and that's a kind of a big vision of uh, all of God's creation. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's the expectation, or to connect it to last week's word, hope we should have a confident expectation that God is working His plan, and God is ushering in peace and offering peace, and will ultimately. 
uh, in his eternal kingdom, there will be full peace. Mm. Uh, the good news for believers is we can experience that peace now. And we often sing about this in our worship right. songs. Yeah. And, and, and it's in our scriptures, too, that it's a, it's a peace that passes understanding, right? A peace that is different than the world's kind of peace where everything has to be going just right to have that kind of peaceful, easy feeling, you know? Uh, but the peace we can not have... not a worship song. No, but, but there is a modified worship song with that in it. But we can have a, a true sense of peace in the midst of difficult circumstances. Um, and and because and, our peace uh, flows out of our faith and our hope. Our faith is mm-hmm. the trusting yeah. God's love for us and, and his, his forgiveness and his promises, his word. That hope is that confident expectation that what he says will come to be will come to be. And because we have that faith and hope, we, we have, Those, we have yeah. this experience of peace, peace yeah. that no matter what we go through um you know we we are right with the lord we are restored we are whole so we can have peace like a river yeah. right um yeah. uh, that just flows it um so yeah i we're going to be talking about how do we have that peace um talking about some of this imagery i i hope it's a really uh, my goal is that that God would use it to be a really encouraging message. There's a lot of people out there that have trouble. And I think despair is the opposite of hope. And I guess in a simple way, in my mind, trouble or um, is the opposite. Troubled in the... In like a the, troubled spirit. Yeah, or, is the opposite, the opposite of peace. Of like peace, you just yeah. feel like, obviously not at peace right, is the opposite yeah. of peace. <laughs> or, but I, 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 I hesitate yeah. to say just conflict or war is the opposite of peace. But Jesus' peace is, um, it doesn't mean that you won't be involved in conflicts in your life. Because when you have the peace of God inside of you, you, you Jesus says you might end up, that may end up causing divisions with right. other people. But, yeah. but then we kind of become, in, in the broken world where we do have this difficult, if, if we have Christ in our life, then we can become agents of peace Amen. Yeah. in those situations i look at the christmas story real quick before we finish is the wise men came from afar following the star and i think seeing the baby messiah they they probably had a deep sense of peace you know Mm. doesn't i don't think describe that but i just imagine that they experienced this like god has sent his messiah to earth and yet in that same story is herod who is so disturbed by the same events that that the peace of the messiah entering the world disturbs Herod because he doesn't have the faith that the simple faith that they had yeah. in a good and loving God. And so the peace of God, if it comes into a believing heart, brings, you know, you know, this this great experience. But if it comes into some you know, someone else is experiencing it, it it can bring division. But I think those uh those magi, those wise men became great ambassadors. We better wrap it up. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. This has been Tim and Corey with the Church on Hill podcast. Have a great week.